Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles, mid-80s. Yeah. Right. What's the humidity like? It's a low, relatively low humidity. This is Los Angeles. This is not a, a, a particularly humid region. Oh, boy. And, and, and I'm... I'm I'm in like stamina mode right now, Jesse. Right. I know you're a non-drinker, so so this isn't important to you. But I mean, last weekend Cinco de Drinko. This weekend <laughs> Mother's Day. I, I can't. I don't know when I'm gonna recuperate. I'm just gonna have have a bottle of water. Let's introduce our guest. You know him as a stand-up comedian, traveling the nation, and entertaining the people of this great country, uh, Mr. John Roy. Hi, What's John. up? How are you, sir? I'm good. I want to let you guys know that these armpits in this T-shirt are. You're going to watch a a bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like if you uh, if you got a high and tight, yeah. and it's a heathered T. <laughs> there's yes. going to be it's going to spread. Yeah. Yes. How how long before it becomes visible? Do you think? Because uh, I can't. I'm not seeing any pitting out right now. Well, right now it's oh, okay. still it's still confined to the uh, non visible portion of the pit. If your arms are down, mm-hmm. right. but it will creep around the border. It will come out like the mustard on the burger when it finally comes down the side of the burger out of the bun. You will see the uh, the the okay. pittage. Uh, Jordan, well, you look- cannot fight osmosis. <laughs> hey, I don't want to try. Water and wants I cannot, to go where it's dry. And it I does. cannot fight watching Osmosis Jones every time it's on FX. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Orlando Jones is probably in that. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Rock is the uh, Chris Rock is lead. The they didn't go all Jones with the cast. They didn't do Orlando. <laughs> right. And then, you know, uh, I guess isn't – Who are the other famous – David Bowie's actual name is Jones, but they – That would have been that, a fun – David Bowie reference. is in Osmosis Jones. They didn't ca- They didn't know his last name was Jones when they cast him, though. So it's not technically an all Jones. Is he actually in the movie? No, I don't think okay, so. Good. Is Orlando Jones in the movie from the know. 7-Up commercials? Oh, I don't know. Whatever happened to Orlando Jones? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I really couldn't – I mean, not he like was, I was really watching him closely before. But... He was film's favorite genial black man for about a minute. Yeah. There was about a – there was a, a yeah. four-day period I in bet which you. that was I would, the case. I would guess that Orlando Jones is one of these actors that just has a pilot every year that never goes. I think he's yeah. probably like oh, the... the Judy Greer of <laughs> – you so know. there's always untitled Orlando Jones projects sitting right. at someone's desk being greenlit for no reason? Maybe one where he's a divorced dad. Maybe one where he's a funny cop. I bet Orlando How Jones How about a was... funny cop that's also a divorced dad? Like, why not just go both of them? I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know. He's already an African-American can, gentleman. Can we get that Top-lining to... this project. I don't think they want three characteristics yeah, but you've for made one it... <laughs> He's already no, a black guy. He what has you the need? characteristic. Ethnic. We put that in the breakdowns. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah. I, just picture, I just picture Orlando Jones not really working. He's got a pretty big house, though, because he was is pretty successful. And he just kind of walks around sad in his house. He opens his giant refrigerator, you know, like the kind that's built into the cabinetry. You know sure. what I'm talking about. Do you think it would be depressing to live in a house built to... to- Celebrate a lifestyle you no longer have. Like you can afford it. <laughs> That's it's not exactly a question that you have to, to get rid right. of it. He opens the house. Uh, he opens the refrigerator. Just the whole refrigerator. Seven ups. Because <laughs> yeah. he still got the lifetime deal. He gets and like so, he's still like, he well, the, the truck's gonna come on Monday anyway. Yeah, I might nothing. as well take him in the house. There's nothing wrong with seven ups. I mean, it's a refreshing soda. Sure. Do you, you think like he conferred? Like Godfrey soda? calls him up and goes, "Yo, man, the truck didn't come today. You've got to call him because I didn't get mine. Did you get yours? Because I didn't get mine. Did you get yours?" And he's like, well, I don't, you know, we got to get to the bottom I hear, of this. I hear Gaffigan got his. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, that's Sprite shit. Yeah, that's Sierra Mist. Actually, Sierra Mist. Gaffigan Excuse calls me. him up and goes, 
where's my seven up? I, I don't have it. Well, I've got mine, guys. Okay, good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, commercial fun. Yeah. Jordan, Jesse, <laughs> commercial go. fun with lemon lime sodas. <laughs> uh, guys, I if you notice if you notice I've got a little bit of the jitters. I survived a coyote attack today. Holy shit! For real? Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, a, a full on coyote attack. Our, our, our. I think our all, all of our mutual buddy Eliza Skinner had. Where a, were I you? I just saw her last night. Yeah, yeah. She, she uh, had a little had a little B day picnic in Griffith Park. A uh, lot of little dogs in attendance. It's a big sort of uh, Griffith Park is a huge park in Los Angeles that is. Um, it's a lot more rugged than most. Were urban you serving parks. elk carcass? What attracted the coyote? I think there were a lot of little dogs in attendance that, that um, looked like little meals. To yeah, right. a lot of stuff going. I mean, but Griffith Park. The point is, you can go to places in Griffith Park where it is legitimately rural, jungle, wildlife, werewolfy. Yeah, there's an abandoned zoo. Even there's a real zoo. Yeah, there's a real zoo and an abandoned one. Wait a minute, they didn't tear the other one down when they built. The new one. So I guess what happened with the old zoo was I guess before, you know, in, in the 1920s or something, zoos were not regulated. It just is a place a millionaire kept his animals and charged people to get in. So it had like, you know, just abhorrent conditions. I keep my monkey in a cupboard. You can see it if you want. Don't bother me. I've got trades from China. <laughs> Two farthings. <laughs> um, and yeah, so so I guess in Griffith Park, there's the remains of one of these eccentric rich zoos that uh, where like cholo teens go to make out and smoke weed. It's a How has nobody greenlit Ghost Zoo yet? Oh, I like, don't know. Ghost, wow. ghost lions attacking you, dude! I dare you to go spend a night and smoke a joint in the haunted zoo. No way, dude! What? That's not really. And then they all die. That's a from... pretty. I mean, John, I think you just made yourself a bunch of money. Like that is a really <laughs> solid idea. Well, ghost, I just figured you said it's an abandoned lions? zoo, yeah. And they hang out. Teenagers hang out there. It's Aren't like those Jumanji? For and if teens. and if the animals were abused, all the better. If the eccentric weird rich guy <laughs> was mean to the animals, then they're tormented lions and shit. So they really want. They've got they baggage. Have, yeah, like so that gives you the motivation of, of why they're scary. You know what? You know, I'm. I I hear this baggage. I'm thinking prestige cable drama. Oh, uh, <laughs> so these are not like that one that was set in this with the circus people on HBO. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that going to be talking animals though? I mean, are they going to be scary? Anymore? But it'll no, be like it's like it's like Walking. It's like a Walking Dead situation. <laughs> people are holed up in Griffith Park. They can't get out. And they got to live inside the cages. And there's only the so much. They zoo. only have so much weed. <laughs> they have to- Will the weed run out? <laughs> Showtime. Okay, finish your. Uh, oh, coyote! Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hashtag so, for a stupid so, green light joke. That's a, I, it. Was great. Uh, yeah, God forbid would have a diversion on this show. Stick to the topic. God damn it! This show is a freight train, and it's got to get to Columbus, Ohio. Last stop, Columbus. Finish your anecdotes. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so 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 we're in the park, and this uh, and this coyote comes up. A lot of little dogs in attendance. Uh, my favorite um, uh, of which was Stephen Alan McLeod's dog. Maybe. Sure. Have you guys met Stephen? He's what do you think dog. about human names for dogs? Like not doggy names at love all. Love it. I love. So you like meeting Charles, and Bill. Charles is a dog. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm. I have two dogs. Yet. They're named Coco and Sissy. So see, I like not... that because you're never going to think when you're that you're talking about humans. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was hanging out with Dave. Oh, you're root. No, he's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Talking that's... about a semi-human, like <laughs> Ice T's wife, <laughs> like Coco, like a, a cyborg, a semi-human. Yeah. She's a cyborg. <laughs> hey, how's that girl you went home with? Eh, it's kind of a semi-human. Yeah, you yeah. know. Okay. All right. 
Um, so, so this coyote comes, come just, just trotting dangerously close to the. How big are coyotes? Uh, it's like a golden retriever, but not it's looking not as like big a as feral a golden retriever. This one was about oh, as big as a this golden was like yeah. the, pretty big. The coyote Simba, like this was like the big. This is yeah, like the yeah. queen coyote. <laughs> so yeah, right, exactly. The uh, queen of the coyote brood. Sure. So okay, and 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 what? I, I forgive me for how ignorant sure. I am, but I think most coyotes I've seen have been animated by the Disney company. <laughs> <laughs> so like the actual animal is wolf-like or fox-like. Yeah, or? I would say probably probably closer to wolf-like. Wolf. Okay. Yeah. So it's a golden retriever sized mangy looking park wolf. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think in if you know if you just saw it sideways because there are what a color lot of are they? A, uh, kind of gray. Great. If you saw it just out of the corner of your eye, you're like, "Oh, that's just one of the many many dogs that You may have actually park. seen a wolf, Jordan. <laughs> Could have been a wolf. It's possible there's a wolf on the loose and you should have notified the wolf authorities. <laughs> right. Um, the the Teen Wolf authorities. <laughs> I should have called Is Michael J. Fox or Jason. The Bateman. Stark family, I think, on right? HBO yes. would be able to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, oh, that's just my wolf. I've got to go fight the Lannisters. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, so this this coyote or wolf comes over and uh, and uh, Eliza just back looks back and goes, "What do I do?" And <laughs> calmly, yeah, calmly, uh, yeah, very she was calmly. Totally I mean, like with urgency. she's got her act together. I mean, this this is a woman who she had she organized a walkout on a television program, sure. and you know she's she's a calm, collected. How did that clear go? Eyed. Still going. We'll Still find going. out. Okay. Um. So so we just do a little bit of like the group does a little bit of scattered clapping, you know. And hey, hey, you know, just is that kind supposed of, to make it run away? I, I guess I always heard make yourself big. Uh, so it's I was, not an audition. It's I a possible heard, animal attack. <laughs> right. I always heard take your dick out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was thinking make yourself big. So I, uh, I was going out to the car to get my poncho. <laughs> sure. Um, Isn't that the same as running away? <laughs> no, I was going. No, uh, no I'm not leaving. I'm leaving to get like something it, and come back and help you. It seemed like it because I was crying. <laughs> uh, Is it possible that the E Network sent this coyote to break up Eliza Skinner's birthday party? Could have been. Yeah, he could have been. The walkout's like still a, going. It's time for Wild Animals Phase 4. Is this a combination wolf slash Pinkerton is what I'm asking? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Union busting wolves. That's I, the new thing. <laughs> I do hear we'll that. We'll see those pinko union fucks uh, how happy they are when the coyotes come. I guess uh, Chelsea Handler can control animals with her mind. Sure. So she that was how she got over, the show. <laughs> right. She just sent in a family of bobcats. <laughs> she can control animals. The head of E was plagued by bats for a year <laughs> and finally just gave her the show. Fine. Give her eight shows. <laughs> yeah. Animals, gay men, and 40-year-old women. There you go. Great. <laughs> That's the demo. Yeah. Okay, so you got a poncho. Meanwhile, mind. the coyote so, is still menacing so the your coyote, friends. So the coyote... You know, here's the scattered clapping, stops, and just kind of starts walking in the other direction, just kind of going away from Which is what direction? Northwest. But I mean, like, what's... (laughs) I had my compass out. Towards, like, the forest? Towards other people? So we're at, like, kind of a picnic campground-y type thing, and he's going into the... Into the hills. Okay. Into the less populated. Into the no-picnic place. Right, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, but... This, so he has to, has to cross this big field to get kind of up to the hills where it looks like he came down from. And in, in the middle of that field is a what 
I don't know, I don't want to say teen, but a young couple making out on a blanket. So this coyote is heading right for this young couple who who don't see him they're because in, they're they're into it. They're, they're dry into humping each other. Yes. They did they have a lot of deli meats? Oh yeah, I mean I think that's teens double they, jeopardy. They're over sexting. Teens right. don't sext anymore. They don't chat roulette. They uh, deli rub, mm-hmm. which is where you get a nice roast beef. <laughs> sure. Or a bologna. Have you tried bologna? It's you know. I'm the pepper the peppercorns are <laughs> stimulating. Mm-hmm. Think of how awful the meat in bologna is for them to go and eh, put some peppercorns in there too. It's not going <laughs> to it's this isn't going to be that they, they, peppercorns. If you want please. them to eat it at all, we got to yeah. we got to really improvise here. Yeah. Uh, so everybody starts yelling at this couple, like, hey, a coyote, hey, it's a coyote. And we start yelling this and the uh Armenian hula hoop birthday party that's next to us Yes, this has been That going. sounds like a show they would green light on cable. Yeah, I know. Like, Hulu I'm like, where party? are the E that's cameras? A half, that's a half hour on MTV, too. <laughs> they also start yelling. We all join together, us, the, you know, the comedy hipster party and the Armenian hula hoop party, join together to yell at this young couple who is, who just doesn't, doesn't see this coyote. We're like, hey, it's a coyote. And the coyote's like circling them. It starts mm-hmm. to like circle them. And they and they and the guy sits up and he looks back at us and everybody yells, it's a coyote. And he looks at the coyote and he just looks back at us and goes, he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) The guy, this guy was unfazed. I knew that. I've known that coyote for a while. Dude, Dude, he's he's chill. cool, man. Those two were just puffing a J right before he saw it. Yeah. He's coyote blades all the time. He just wants to come to the park like us, man. (laughs) Yeah. He just wants to hang out. He's an ultimate Frisbee team. <laughs> I also, uh, Armenian hula hoop party. I'm still picturing this. It was. Uh, how yes, did it you was know, A, how did you know they were Armenians? B, were they all hula hooping like constantly? Or uh, they just had them by the they blanket? They were Armenians because they had a lot of anti Turk signs. It was called hula hoop against Turks, yeah. was the benefit. And, uh, boom, you know, how long boombox blaring system of a down. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Every Armenian guy, except for one that I've met so far in LA, has had said that they knew. Surge Tankian very well, which is impossible. <laughs> and everyone I know from Long Beach said they knew Bradley Noel. Like, uh, it, he, there are not enough. He did not have enough time to sleep on that many couches for <laughs> for this to for any of this to be true. But every guy, oh yeah, dude, dude they used to party all the time. Where, you know, <laughs> every uh, every Filipino I know is uh, has some relationship to Apple D app. <laughs> <laughs> I love Apple D-app. that Apple D app. Is still considered necessary to be in the band. That yes. like he they Will I Am basically makes all of the music, gives some yeah. of it to uh, Fergie to sing, and then do you think the other two to even come into the studio, or they're just like call me when it's done and I'll they do were, the dance. They were dance friends before they were non-rapping. Did dance they rap friends. when when they were backpacker Will I Am was rappers? Always a rapper but when they were hippie rappers. Like I don't even remember. I have bridging the gap on PZ falling somewhere. up, never falling down. When they before the whole Fergie thing, did Apple D App and the other guy rap, or was it? They Always, they did always they rap. They did. But Will I Am was Will I Am was the one like in like nineteen ninety three, Will I Am was writing raps for Easy E. 
Oh, okay. Like, Will I Am is a bad rapper. Don't get me wrong. Yes, like, he is I, not. They, people, and I like some of their pop music just for pop so music. So do I. Purposes, no, I think it's, I think it's no, best the, case scenario. But, step, uh, bomb so hard I'm stepping on leprechauns is not, you know, that's not going to make Nas go, fuck, man. I got to really step up my game. But Will I Am was, Will I Am was a rapper. Was Will I Am's old, and he was old How old enough, is Will I Am? I am he's curious He's old enough now. that he comes from a time when rappers danced. When Some dancing and danced. rapping were not Some rappers danced. I'm old enough to come from well, that time too. Had, and ra- Chuck D had, never did a fucking cabbage patch. But Chuck D had a team of dancers. Now though that team of dancers They were had, dressed as militant. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> they were dressed as a, a neo fascist black militant yeah. police force. But you know <laughs> but you know, there was uh, Scoob, right? Yeah. Wasn't that isn't that Big Daddy Kane's rapper? I mean, dancer, dancer boy, Scoob, I, but anyway, you know, you're right. I know what you're when, talking about. I remember all that. You know, the, he's old enough that he that he comes from an era when rappers dance, and I think the tattoo and Apple the app were his dance team, and so originally, and then he was but, like, "Well, we should all rap, and we should have a hip hop group." Okay, but tattoo and Apple the app are even worse rappers than. Well, you Will would I think is. so that when you have Will I Am, and they don't even really get to contribute <laughs> yeah. at all, and yet they're in all the photo shoots. Like then there's something's wrong, right? It's an when, odd operation. Well, I heard that Fergie. Oh, I don't know why I know so much about, it, <laughs> but Fergie, she was like 35, and she knew that this was kind of the last chance she had, so she was just hired to be a backup singer on that album, and then held the tracks hostage and said, "You have to put me in the group." Or you don't get to use my vocals, and it was a power play by her to. And they said, and so kind Will of I a am, Stark Lannister situation. It kind of bringing Will, it back. To Will Game I of am Thrones. thought about it and said, no, we'll yes, we will put her in, and that was probably the smartest thing he ever did. But like it was literally her going, no, fuck this, this is my chance. I, I'm I'm too old to keep plugging away as a backup singer like we gotta this gotta happen yeah i think they decide i think the black eyed peas as a group decided they were uh too old to be going from uh college town to right. college town <laughs> to the five shows. people that were on the most deaf mailing list to from that, last yeah, week <laughs> yeah that that portion of the underground hip-hop audience that didn't care that they were bad rappers right. i mean the it, jurassic five crowd <laughs> is there a um, jurassic five is there a strategy to keeping because Apple the app is Filipino? Yes. Taboo is uh, mixed eth- mixed race. I think he's part Native American, part something else. I was going to say a, a light being from beyond the stars. <laughs> Taboo uh, was brought down from the mothership. <laughs> right, too late. Is there? I mean, I guess I think about like the Fast and Furious franchise about why, how. Why would you ever think about that? Uh, <laughs> why, why would that cross your mind? I do. I need it to get hard, John. <laughs> I need to think about <laughs> which uh, which. Vin era. Diesel. Which era? The Vin Diesel uh, yeah, still the is Vin your Diesel, boner, boner Right, yeah, the, the Diesel Rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think of those two fucking steak men pounding each other and it just – so so that that movie has – its crew has grown exponentially. It's like there's a Chinese guy in it and there's a, a Hispanic guy in it and there's a couple of reggaeton artists that now will steal cars. <laughs> is it just because like they're like, okay, well, Americans will like this because of the American people but – you know these stars in other countries. Well, is that a? Like, I find thing? the entire Fast and the Furious thing to be bizarre because the actual people that trick out, uh, import small cars for racing are exclusively Asians, <laughs> and yet they made a movie with that hobby right. as front and center and made sure that they it's were a, white people and black people. But they don't only, like, it's not only in the I've only seen Fast Five, mm-hmm. which we discussed on this very program. And I will say 
I enjoyed Fast Five. Um, you I, and almost all the country, I think. I mean, I don't pretty watch fun them, movie. but I don't. Yeah. Care, I was surprised know. at how. At, I went to see it because there is a great movie theater by my house where movies cost uh, four dollars. So you just Tuesdays see Yentl there. Fuck it, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was it's before. A movie. I'm it going. was before my son was born, and we just thought any movie that isn't that won't be actively horrible, we should just go see it because we're never going to get to go see a movie again. Which. Which prediction has Which come true? Which was true. <laughs> um, and, I, I, and I was surprised at the variety of – they represent every kind of custom car culture in the movie. Like it's like, oh, this guy rides a lowrider. This guy has a Mustang. Do, do they have has... southern white boy muscle car guy in the movie? Yeah. I think okay. that's Paul Walker. That's what that's Paul Walker Paul. does. Because if you think real rugged uh, Alabama guy, Paul Walker comes to mind. <laughs> that's right. the guy you'd cast. Sure. Um yeah. Uh, Roll Tide, says Paul Walker. Right. Well, I was saying, is this a Black Eyed Peas strategy where, you know, you can Oh, it's you a United, United Bad reach. Musicians of Benetton? No, right. I didn't of... think that's why they added Fergie to the group. They okay. added Fergie to the group because they needed a white person mm. and a lady. Sure. However, I think that before that, the other they two came were already from on a board. legitimately multi-ethnic hip-hop community which was also their selling point for the the whole hippie rap thing was that look we're not we're different we're you know but i think that makes basically yes you're right like that that was the uh thanks guys (laughs) um, (laughs) thanks for the fist pound too yeah i figured i I thought you were going out for it oh i'm just leaning my listeners uh jordan put his hand out but he had a fist but it was sort of if there wasn't a microphone that he was resting his his hand on it would look like like he went out for the fist bump hey john yeah, See, we bumped. We really did it. Thanks. This is real. I like how this is positive in here. This it's is feeling positive. good. I feel it's like positivity. we're like the fast, yeah. the Fast and Furious crew. I feel like we're inside a Black Eyed Peas album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Do you like how I somehow st- I I ran into a roadblock halfway through that sentence? Forced callback. Like is a always Black fine, Eyed Peas. Peas. Like a Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I do. I do. I do own it. Only, uh, only group named after a side dish. I think. Sure. The yams. <laughs> That's the not yams. anything. I like the old yams better than their new stuff. Yeah, sure. We're right now. Back when the yams were underground. When it was more about the yams. Sure. You know. Right now, people are emailing us. The names what the of fuck, groups. dude? Here's mine. Um, corn on the side. <laughs> uh, You've never side heard of my dishes. band. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. Every week, Bullseye features in-depth conversations with the creators of culture, the people who make the best music, films, television, books, whatever. You'll gain new insight into all-time greats like Dolly Parton, Judd Apatow, and Lily Tomlin, and you'll hear from up-and-comers you'd never have known about otherwise. It's a show about finding the good stuff in popular culture, the stuff that changes lives. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Go. Holy shit. 
John Roy, John Roy just rewrote the book on introducing yourself yeah. on Jersey Go. First Has time, no one done, I thought that gag would have been done for no, fucking since not the only, 30s if this had been going. I thought yes. that was going to be, oh, you're doing the Go gag? Jesus, what are you? <laughs> yeah, this was this this used to be Jordan Jesse At Go. At least do Miserly Jew. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Miserly Jew. Now that's a fucking act. <laughs> Br- brought to you by Borax. <laughs> Uh, so I'm so I mean not to say that what I did was funny. Neither of you laughed, but no, we I, were just I, amazed. We I were was impressed like, because you said it with such conviction. It was like it was your fighter pilot nickname. Oh, yeah. like I was Go because I was like the hothead of the group, sure. and I was always out ahead. You got to look out for Go. He's not going right. to follow uh, protocol. <laughs> he don't stop, man. He Go. That's the the side character, like yeah. in the yeah. kind of intro scene. That's Orlando like, Jones. Yeah, that's Orlando Jones. We have a fighter pilot character for you. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, your nickname is Dark. Mm. Uh, you know, do you still want to do? It's like how much seven up do I get? <laughs> <laughs> what I what I don't like. I, I think now that the that the casting people have decided that we are over racism. Now they're going right back to the racist things that you would think we would avoid now. <laughs> like I watched this cartoon and like they had a magic black man who turned into a talking tiger with a black guy voice. I'm like, this oh, shouldn't dear. this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> this is not a good thing. <laughs> right. Know? And I guess the argument for that would be if you're pointing it out, you're probably racist. Yeah, why 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 can't I didn't the see anything wrong with it. I don't I have didn't any see he's an African animal, you made him black, isn't that weird a little bit? Like yeah. no, no. What was the cartoon? It was a uh, a superhero cartoon. It was uh Shazam and Superman and they had Shazam had was helped by a homeless black Shazam dude. Shazam has a cartoon? They all got cartoons now. Captain Marvel? Oh yeah. <laughs> dude, if you have from a from pro- 1923? Yeah, and from 1977. Like I don't know, are you do you remember the Shazam cartoon or not? It was a live action. When there I was I'm, a live action for like two years, I, and he had long hair. He was in a van. Like, like, <laughs> in yeah, a van. yeah, he was the, following the Doobie Brothers. Kind of, tour. Like he had. He talked. He, he talked was just to, helping people who had bad acid trips. <laughs> he, he was getting hey them man, to the chill out. Dude, tent. I have a magic word. And it'll make everything chill. <laughs> just say Shazam, and the trip's cool, man. <laughs> now, are we gonna go see the Almond Brothers in Denver or what? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is Captain Marvel's superpower? He's just like Cap- super. Man, right? Uh, no. Well, yeah, but they, number one, they get point to of it. clarification. His name's Captain Marvel, right? Yes. And, and you, well, someone says she's like a little boy says Shazam yes. to bring him into the world. Yes. Hey, the little boy turns into turns into him, uh, and he so, looks like an adult version of that little boy. Uh, you know, I yeah. just got done uh, reading a, a book about Superman okay. uh, called yeah. sure. Superman: The Unauthorized Biography. Okay. This is the one ri- co-written by one of the hosts of our, uh, our friends at the uh, NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour. Yes, right? yeah, this is Glenn Weldon. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very cool book. Uh, I guess, I guess. Uh, Captain Marvel yeah. was created by a rival comic yes. book company when Superman got popular, and yeah, was a blatant Superman ripoff. Yes. And I guess you know when a boy, when a young boy says Shazam, uh, he turns into this kind of hulking. Shazam stands for. This is how geeky I'll get. Okay, Shazam. The powers of Shazam are he has the, the wisdom of Solomon. The something of Achilles, the power of Zeus, the weakness of Achilles. The, 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 no, yeah. What did I get from Achilles? Well, you got the heel thing. Well, what about the? No, that's it. Just Can I just heel. not have that? Uh, yeah. No. Nope. Like, uh, it's like she's Zeus, Atlas, and Mercury. Uh, now I don't know why it's one Jewish guy and five Greeks, the, <laughs> but that, uh, is, the that strength, is the way. The strength of. Atlas, uh, Hercules the is the insecurity age. of Mark Maron. Yeah, he has the <laughs> insecurity right. of Maron. He has the egotism of Pete Holmes. Is the H. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess DC bought. Uh, they sued the shit Captain out of him. Marvel, and, and then after the end of the legal battle, they bought Captain Marvel. Uh, now they just call him Shazam because they don't want to be confused with Marvel, the other comic yeah. company that's their rival. Right, right. Anyway, they gave him a cartoon. But in the 70s, he had a live action show. He had long hair, he, and he talked to something in the sky. And I'm sure whoa, if I whoa, watch what it. What did he talk to in the sky? Some sort Save of wolf. Advisor. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf. Oh shit! Just as I suspected. <laughs> that was all that setup was for. <laughs> That's why you said Shay Wolf. I just wanted you to say Wolf because I wanted it to be a wolf. Oh, it well, wasn't a setup it, it for is, a joke. Oh, I, I thought just you were like imagine a world. Say the thing because I got the thing. No, <laughs> like, I wanted to live in a world <laughs> where Shazam, where talks, Shazam to a wolf. talks to a wolf. In you the can sky. live in that world. Nobody's gonna. From what really... I understand, Shazam just talks to a wizard. Yes, it's a wizard. Yeah. Why does he talk to the wizard? The wizard gave him his power. I don't know. Who cares? Like uh, the yeah. wizard gave him his powers. The point you apparently the- do you were watching a children's cartoon about it. I like marijuana. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> so uh, wait. So in the seven, what's this in the seventies TV show? Was does this have like? I imagine this as kind of having being a superhero show with the production value of like a chips. <laughs> well, no, oh, go lower. This was Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, okay. so it had the production value of like like Sigmund and the Sea of, Monster of, of Siskel and Ebert. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they were trying to make a superhero show the way you and I in a van and two cameras and and like one. Part of LA would make. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. It actually starred Gene Siskel the, as the Wizard and Roger Ebert. Roger Shazam. Ebert was Shazam. <laughs> he had the he had the curmudgeon list of H. L. Mencken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure if I watched it now, it would look unbelievably ridiculous and I can't imagine what the flying looked like but I was three you know I don't (laughs) think a three year old has the ability to discern bad special effects I watched old school Doctor Who and never saw that it was cardboard (laughs) monsters and you know my grandmother liked Doctor Who yeah, yeah. My grandmother liked Doctor That's Who. That's kind of cool. And all creatures great and small. They had the same guy in them. I bet, I think they're probably... Peter Davison, who played the veterinarian on All Creatures Great and Small, was Doctor Who for about three years. Oh, He's wow. the blonde guy with the cricket sweater. Maybe uh, she just liked that guy. That's possible. But you, she might have followed him into Doctor Who and then go, oh, I like this too. But, you know... Yeah, tr- He's talking trash can robots. <laughs> pretty yeah, I think they're... Not like, as much Doctor animal uh, friendliness, but, you know... Yeah. I think Doctor Who is like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like hardcore sci-fi people like it. You know, people who like Ender's Game and stuff too. But also just like there is a – there's a class of old person who just watches anything British. Right. True. Because it's classic. But now they figured out how to get like the nerd hipster girl to like it by making the doctor someone you want to fuck. Yeah. And then so then all these girls now like it. Colin Malloy. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, I kind of want to fuck that skinny British guy. (laughs) Oh, he has a time machine? (laughs) Oh, oh, to be be a skinny British guy in a major city in 2013. It's big time, right? Everywhere. Hong Kong, Singapore, you're getting pussy. Like, oh, oh, I'm I'm just working up at Barclays. Can I get a point in here? Oh, you all want to fuck me? <laughs> I, um, Allow me to remove my many scars. <laughs> we had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch on Bullseye last year. That's uh, awesome. I, can excellent. I plug the fuck out of Sherlock? Get on your show. Netflix right now and watch all the Sherlock episodes because they're the I balls. Like I like them. It's a very fun show. And Benedict Cumberbatch is excellent in it. And, uh, and you know, we put our interviews on SoundCloud and audio content doesn't ever go that viral. And, you know, you can always just download the podcast if you want to hear the whole show. So often something on SoundCloud, it'll get 1,000 listens or 800 listens when we put it up on SoundCloud. 
the Cumberbatch interview is up in the 30, 40, 50,000 oh, range. Wow. And apparently it's because there's a group of people who call themselves Cumberbitches. <laughs> if only you could have a last name that could somehow be right. used. Like none of us can do that. You yeah. can't be. We're a, we're Morris sluts. I to mean, be like fair, yeah. he has a last name. In fact, a full name that suggests that he's a cartoon walrus. He also has a name with every letter of bitch except one. So it's the easiest substitution yeah. you can yeah. possibly make. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I like him. He's good. Sure. I'll tell you, he does the, you know, the Sherlock Holmes money shot where Holmes looks at five things about you and tells you everything about, you know, like that's, Holmes that's comes what that is. Like, <laughs> well, there's that one too. That's in the slash fiction version. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> but uh, there is, you know. H slash W. Any, <laughs> Mr. Holmes, the game's afoot. Oh, I don't want to do that. Um, but, Sir Arthur Boner Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. Bonin. I changed it to Bonin. But That's, you know, in, in every Holmes thing, the big thing they go for is the moment where Holmes goes, I can see by your left shoelace that you're from Thailand or yeah. whatever the fuck. Right. Cumberbatch does that better than any actor that's he ever played. He does it with him. absolute like, conviction. It's just awesome. Yeah. He's, do you he's think, wonderful. Do you, think, do you think the Cumberbitches are As, just – do you think their interest – Expands to any man that seems to be somewhere on the autism spectrum. <laughs> Do you think that plus, that's what they're into? They're into the emotional, very pale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, then who who else would that include? Uh, Obama. Like, I mean, like Obama. what you know, like he's skinny and he kind of talks in a very monotone way until mm-hmm. it's time to make the speech, and then he turns into the Obama Hulk. I mean, and, you. You know, well, who isn't it? I would do it with Obama. You'd do it with Obama? He's handsome. We owe it to him. He's the president. Yeah. Of Obama He's the president. I, you know, honestly, when that kicks in, I'm going to very, be very grateful. And if he needs just like a handy or something for the, uh, yeah. for okay. the, for the exchanges. Serious, serious question. Yes. The president of the United States yes. asks you to do sexy stuff. I'm not talking about like a just – With the president. With him, yeah. Okay. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like. Not necessarily. I don't. I don't know what if you're president? a gay man the or a straight president? man. I am a straight man. Okay, so you're a straight man. So I'm not talking about full time, first time anal sex, like painful, like just. <laughs> Why do you assume it's the first okay. time? I'm just saying. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not asking you to 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 take it hard. Yeah. for a long time. I'm just time. talking about like whatever it is that he wants. Like it's probably like. Kissing and touching. What, what, what? Why? Is it a national security thing? I'm doing this for the country, like, or just he asked me because we were in the airport. You just both happen to be. <laughs> like, you're both in Kenny Bunkport. You're hanging out at. You're hanging H-W out at the vacation place. Yeah, and Obama just goes. Come on, you know, maybe why not? <laughs> I got well, you a guys bottle of yellowtail. You've had but, some like, you've had some sangria. <laughs> we've had a we've had a we had some wonderful tapas. Biden's and, on the uh, clock. Biden's <laughs> he's the designated president. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I'm gonna get a hand job from this bald guy. Could you uh <laughs> could you take the uh rates? Um, That's very uh, I'm concerned, deeply concerned about uh, I Yes, I will right? do that. I think I would do it. Why? Do you have to. You have to give me a bigger motivation than that. Because if that, he's then the why president. wouldn't it? He's why wouldn't you just fucking any he's handsome guy who asked you for team? Everyone does. But for everything. the story, so you can go. Oh, Proplan, I never. I got one. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. why? Like what? <laughs> you know. Uh, I my I'm like at least. But on then the Kinsey me, scale, if ten is straight, I'm at least a nine. But like I don't know. Like at least at a, least a nine. He's handsome and graceful. 
But then why wouldn't you do that with any guy who was in a similar like what I'm saying? Like, why does the detail of him being the president? Because when I when you told me the story, I thought you meant like. Okay, the bomb is going to hit you Cleveland may- unless you jerk me off. And I'm like, well, it's national security, and then I do my duty. But you meant just because he's cool. No, he's just, he, because he's the president. So the status it's, makes it's you want to make out of, with him? It's a way of honoring him. Well, I'll tell you one thing I did do, uh, and this is – so this probably means the answer would probably be yes, unfortunately – I was at a party when I was uh, an open micer, and it's getting you know nine on the sure. straight scale, whatever. But Doug Stanhope was there, and we were all just kissing his ass because he was this comedy legend, and we were all open micers. And he had all and the we cocaine, were drunk as fuck. And Doug's like, "If you really weren't gay, you could just make out with me right now, because that would just show how not gay you were, because you'd be so not gay that." It, and I, I did it, and I basically wow. did it just because I. Didn't want Doug to call me a pussy, which yeah. is really a horrible motivation, and it was an awful experience. But it was like on the spot in front of all my friends, being called out by this weird alpha male dude who was, you know, doing it kind of dickily. You know, like I'll no, show he's... you how I'll show you how much cooler I am than these guys. I'll make one of them make out with me because I'm such a party crazy guy. But I did do it. So if Obama was, and Obama is much. Better speaker and performer than Doug Stanhope. Like, I think we can say. Although right. I will say that Obama never briefly hosted the Man Show. That's true. So no, though they the, his his daily they didn't like the 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 one what they did with Obama. They can they got in Doug. Yeah, Obama's leg got left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> it was uh, it was Obama and Bob Uecker. It, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't what they were going for. <laughs> uh, I will say the whole thing the whole thing goes over from you know. Maybe novel and or necessary to a legitimate turn on if maybe Michelle's watching. She's a beautiful oh, yeah? woman. She's a very graceful woman. So you – okay. This actually brings me to, to it. Like <laughs> what do you think about the two-guy threesome? Like I have no interest mm. in it, but it has been proposed to me before. Oh. And I don't I, – I, I'm not – it doesn't really – I guess. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. people, friends of mine, who've been involved in those. I, I with was Michelle thinking. Obama, or uh, no, uh, a couple of them with Michelle. Some of them just right. other people, right? Nancy Reagan, <laughs> <laughs> or Bush. Uh, you know, God, about that, I <laughs> Lady Bird Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole Johnson family, really, yeah, everybody, of them. everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think that uh, I, I, I think I, when hard. I when I think about that, when it, you know, when it comes up in a. You know when it when it presents itself in like a like porno the, menu scroll down, you go no. Uh, yeah, I, but I think I think about it in terms of like I th- I'm like oh, would I ever? And then two things come up of like first would I my do raging it? heart on yeah first and then uh, <laughs> sperm uh, like would it is this weirder with a guy I know or a total stranger? And both of them are weird in such profoundly right. different and extreme yeah. you ways. You don't want to be hanging out with your buddy later at Currywurst or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> remember when we were boning that girl? And, and now just, we're dipping fries in mayonnaise. <laughs> They're both weird. And you're like, your buddy, now you got to go to the you know, Man of Steel or whatever. And sure. you're waiting <laughs> in the ticket line. But all you can see when you look at him now is that guy who was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Um, but then why does stranger? Why is that? Because I'll probably have to, like, I don't like talking to strangers. Like, Especially you know, like, when they're naked. his mother fucking. taught him not to talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. He might probably give me some Well, at candy. this point, Mom, we're both naked fucking the same girl. I mean, I think we kind of know each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still some kind Did of a bond have, here. Uh, can, I, can I ask you guys this? Speaking of presidents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lyndon Johnson. Yes. Was famous for 
taking his dick out. Did yes. you know that about Lyndon Johnson? I did Johnson? know that. No. Did what, know tell that. me when and, was, when and where. He would do it. He would sign he bills with it. He would dip it into an inkwell. Interviewed. He would go into the toilet yep. and use the bathroom while he was having meetings with the door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He, I think he did it to fuck people, people off balance. Like, yeah. So say there's a big bill coming up and he wants the guy, the Speaker of the House, to you know, not know how to negotiate with him. He goes in the president's office. The president's taking a piss while he talks to him. And the guy, it's guy's so weird and uncomfortable that now he has to right. negotiate from a, a position of confusion and weirdness. He also purportedly had a very impressive – Penis. Hmm. Oh yeah. In that it was very stately. That, you know, it had, it had the dignity of office. You know, right. it was uh, the kind of penis that you know you'd want to have representing your country. It had the presidential seal on it. <laughs> I think Lyndon Johnson is amazing. I should probably read the like Robert Carroll book. I would. I would love if the if the only thing you knew about him was that. <laughs> what if I just and then you didn't know what his bills that were passed or Vietnam I, or anything like that? You're like. Big dick, but whipped it out a lot. What's more to, what, what more do you need to know? What if I bought like all five volumes or whatever it is of the Carol, you know, multi thousand page biography, and I just went to the index under D for dick, Pe- and then looked up <laughs> penis, then just you yellow highlighted all of those chapters. There's this- but, I mean, I don't know about this guy's writing style, but you'd probably also have to look up. Dong, boner, <laughs> weenus. I, no, um, this guy's very Hemingway-esque. Just one word, simple. Right, and, sure. Uh, not a lot of adjectives. Stark, stark prose. <laughs> I, um, there's this audio. Lyndon Johnson recorded his telephone calls, and we made a video for Put This On of this call that he made. And it was to the Hagar Clothing Company. Still in business. He's, and he's – exactly. And he's calling up about – he talks to Mr. Hagar – about <laughs> some pants that he sent him. And he has all these specifications for the pants. Um, you know, it needs to be – his weight His weight goes up and down, so he needs room to let it out and take it back in and blah, 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 blah. But the main thing he's concerned about is the, is the seam, which I quote directly from the sitting president who it, he mentions is about to go to a state funeral – has been cutting up on his bunghole. <laughs> bunghole. <laughs> it's been, it well, might, you know, the sitting president He's having a problem with sitting. his balls. He talks about his balls mm-hmm. and it cutting up on his bunghole. Yeah, but I, I, I always think is The only bunghole. time I've ever heard bunghole is Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I, only, I thought they invented bunghole. Yeah, that, that, like, they were like, what can we get on television? We can't say asshole. asshole so. <laughs> you know what a bunghole is? A bunghole is the hole in a barrel of... Uh, beverage mm-hmm. that you plug and unplug oh, that, to oh, take the really? liquid out, or you plug the um, spout into. <laughs> That's it. or I mean, just I didn't know that till right now, and now yeah. it's really gross. That's yeah. the bunghole. It, yes, was because you know, in Lyndon Johnson's time, it was customary to put a cork up your right. bunghole. Yes, <laughs> but, <laughs> for state funerals. But I mean, if they had you that are, at the pleasure chest, too, if you are Peter Hagar. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Get, do you know his name? Uh, his name? I would love is, it if you knew his name. I not only do I know this story, yeah. I know a lot about the Hagar Company. Hey, I listened to this. I listened to the phone call a lot when we were cutting it. But um, we the the thing about it is, like, if you're Peter Hagar, you don't get a lot of calls from the president. It's not like you and the president are friends. Mm-hmm. This really is one of the most important things that happened to you in your career in the pants and yeah. gentlemen's apparel industry. 
And the you are, you're there. You're like, oh my god, the president is on the other. He wants our pants. And then you immediately have to think of his asshole, like the president's his asshole. Butthole. He's he ta- because talk the president to you about it. is talking about it. My pants are riding in my butthole. It's very concerning. So now, deeply like troubling. <laughs> so so now, like I wonder, I wonder about the use of bunghole. Like, like now it's you something think like if he ruined it. Well, I, I'm wondering Can if you ruin if, if that? then if it was sophisticated to say bunghole. <laughs> oh, like that was. Uh, oh, hello, Alice. Oh, how's the old bunghole? Well, <laughs> sure. a bit of a difficulty, I'm so, afraid. Can't you get the cork out of there. <laughs> the absinthe cocktail. Have you called Haggard? Right. They do wonders with bungholes over at Hag- <laughs> Peter. Ha- I'll give you Peter Haggard's personal number. Now, back to back to the kind of legislative. He says benefits. it's like sitting on razor wire. Ah, good. Go ahead. The, the kind of legislative benefits of, of whipping out your dick. I mean, Jesse, I, n- I know you have, you know can't really comment on these things based mm-hmm. on your status of, as a journalist. Because I'm a national public radio journalist. I can't take stands on public issues. But do do we think that Obama would have a little bit of an easier time wrangling Congress if he was whipping it out more? Well, you know, it depends. Maybe we would get some more bills passed. If he announced that instead of a do-nothing contest yeah, but he to Congress, can't do that. do because... this Congress. Yeah. But he has the societal pressures of, of expectations of and stereotypes of black men's behavior. Right. Obama can't grab his dick. Because uh, of racism. Like a white southerner can grab his right. dick. Bill Clinton not... basically grabbed his dick. Yeah. And... Do you think Obama could turn into a tiger? <laughs> are we in a Shazam cartoon? Then yes, Hopefully. yes, he could. I think he bomb, Obama is the wizard. Yeah, I'd like to see post post retirement. I would like to see him in a Shazam cartoon. Why not? He's right? got the dignity. Make the kids happy. Very dignified man. You'll Just the, as George Bush had the creativity and our artistic personality to become a painter. You'll have the voice of John Kerry, and you'll have the stamina <laughs> of Barney Frank, and you'll have the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jafonk. This word doesn't make sense anymore. One great thing about Barney Frank is that I think what happened, but Barney Frank is now retired from Congress, a former congressman from Massachusetts, if you don't know. But sometime in the mid-80s, I think, late 80s, he got caught with a male uh, sex worker and a rent boy, specifically, and um, was – or it was possibly a hustler of some kind. <laughs> and it was big, big news and he was forced to come out. He had been in the closet but Barney Frank was forced to come I out. I didn't the, know any of this. The rent boy was still – the rent boy was out of the closet by then. He was soliciting gay sex for money. Um, yeah, that's about as out of the closet as yeah. you get. <laughs> like that's, that's really uh, – yeah. you're in the other room. You have like shot a not... rocket launcher at the closet. <laughs> yeah, like... But then after after all of this stuff went down in a time where it was much more difficult to be gay in America th- than it is today, although obviously still quite difficult in many places, um, he, uh, he got reelected. And I think after that shit goes down and you're Barney Frank – Barney Frank also a very funny – guy uh very funny overall not even just for a congressman i think he just said fuck it let's do this thing let's <laughs> congress just said anything he wanted made fun of people on the i remember during the impeachment hearings 
Barney Frank was just sitting there making jokes at the expense of the other people surrounding him. Hmm. Wait, good, because the other people surrounding him were ab- Ken yeah, they Starr, were they were the house dicks. managers. What a bunch of assholes. Yeah, so I mean... But it would I, be fun to be in Congress. So you know, because you had been caught with a gay prostitute and reelected yeah. that nobody could fuck with Yeah, you. basically like hiding a body would be worse. Exactly. But. You know that the le- most of the leadership positions are seniority-based and you're building up that seniority. You would just do whatever the fuck you want. Do you that think you fun. would like being a congressman? No, I like would hate to be a congressman. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you're a congressman, so there's that. But sure. then everything else I think is awful. Yeah. I have not been called to service. <laughs> no, there's never been a draft, Jess, uh, movement. Congressional draft. Yeah. Like, we demand Thorn. <laughs> yeah, there is a, there is the podcast lobby. Yeah. 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 I mean, we want, you know, special rights for podcasters. Sure. You know, I don't think I know a goddamn thing about the politics of the city that I've lived in for 10 years. Like, I don't think city I know of Los anything Angeles. of what the issues are. I don't know what certain people want or don't want. I realized like, I've lived here now for six years. And I used to be very familiar with the politics in my hometown, San Francisco. I worked in the mayor's office for a while. I used to go to supervisor meetings. Which mayor? I knew the mayor of Willie L. Brown, Jr. Okay. Uh, Big Willie, as he was called. Um, a man who worked on his construction crew uh, when he B- – B- Willie Brown, self-made man, uh, worked construction uh, in his uh, college years to get himself through law school in San Francisco. And a guy who uh, worked on his construction crew called up one time and said, can I talk to, can I talk to Mayor Brown? And I was like, I am not, I'm not allowed to transfer you to Mayor Brown, but I can transfer you to his uh, personal office. And he said, I used to work – I used to be his foreman. We called him Big Willie. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Thanks, guy. And I fucking transferred him right you to put him right Brown's to personal secretary. Yeah. I was, that, the, the people that I, in, in the year that I worked in the mayor's office or whatever it was, five months, six months, the people that I transferred straight through to uh, Mayor Brown's secretary were that guy, um, Country Joe McDonald. <laughs> Because I figured, who's going to call up and pretend to be Country Joe McDonald? Did you uh, did you go one two three? What are you calling for? Like, uh, <laughs> it seems like I would have to do that. And that was it. I had some weird. Jo- At one point, I had to um, one of my big jobs in the mayor's office. I had to. I was on a case of this guy who wrote the mayor from prison to ask if he could get him a forty. That always works. To <laughs> ask if he could get him a forty nine er schedule, but he needed a forty nine er schedule with the seating chart of Candlestick Park cut out of it because he's not allowed to have maps in prison and they and he kept requesting 49er schedules and they would send them to him but then they would get thrown away because they had a map on them because what there's a tunnel that goes to the bleachers because you were not allowed to have any Any maps maps. no maps at all what possibly could a map of something else (laughs) help you to get out of prison yeah it's a i I don't get that at all you could use it to organize your thoughts Wow. Use it as a sort of elaborate, <laughs> elaborate metaphor. We will not allow elaborate metaphors for the inmates. Sure. Where there's not going to be anything that it's can like, be hey, used. Prison, if prison is the cheap seats of life, I'm looking to get behind home plate. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to really get my point. degree. Write yeah. that monologue down for you know a character if that breaks the fourth wall in the prison script you haven't written yet. Yeah, I do have a, I do have a prison script that plays with narrative a lot. <laughs> narrative conventions, sure. It's an Oz. Spin-off. I would love for you to yeah. say that to a girl that you're hitting on and have that be say it dead straight. I have a prison script that plays uh, with narrative. Plays a with lot. narrative a lot. Jordan, Jordan's. You haven't heard about Jordan's prison script. No. It's an Oz Oz spinoff about a group of inmates who have a weekly Dungeons and Dragons game. 
Okay. Very heated. Sure. Was, and, you know, the game is the game reality or is the prison reality? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Mind. I don't know. I think it's sort of like it's like Oz meets Game of Thrones meets Sex in the City. Because, I mean, you everyone can relate to one of the right. prisoners. <laughs> exactly. which, which Oz guy are, are you? you? Yeah. Are you? Well, I'm a... I'm Chico. <laughs> I hate that 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 what we now do you like to sharpen. <laughs> I hate that we now use four character television shows as the only personality choices that are now available. Like, <laughs> right. Are you one of these four people on Girls or Entourage or Sex and oh, City? Because yeah, if was... you don't fit one of them, you're just a, a weird invalid you're an human. You're like, an extra. What? Who no you're one cares just about. An odd, like if you don't have characteristics of these four already similar characters. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say uh, it seemed like Entourage was the last of those, but I guess but there's not people a do do that single person on Entourage that you could be one of. Like, if what, you are one of the – here's a good – What would they – how would you even describe those four people? About it. <laughs> if you are – Are if, you like a mooching fat guy? No, I'm not that guy. What? If you relate to one of the people on Entourage – Kill yourself. <laughs> if any one of those four people is in any way indicative of your actual if you, self. Yeah, if you look at one of their decisions, you know, is I would better have done off that. without you. I would have done that. I'm like a turtle. Ooh, really? Okay. Hmm. What, the one thing that I thought about Entourage that was so funny. Here's the characters on Entourage, by yeah. the way. Turtle, main guy. And other guys. <laughs> other two guys. No, That's there's the, the four main characters. Well, there's on, com- I'm a real third guy on Entourage. <laughs> well, there's comical, over-the-top, douchey actor guy. And yeah. then there's boring fucking manager boring guy, guy. Regular guy. And then fat comic relief mooch. And then Im- weirdly famous not good actor guy. <laughs> like, the thing about it is he was supposed to be a star. But whenever they put an actual star next to him, you immediately- The charisma the gap becomes right. so and apparent. If he was a movie star, the actual guy would be a movie star. It's not like he wasn't going out for shit. Sure. Like, but he wasn't. So yeah. it made the whole show look false. Like, also, if- it was. It was a deeply amoral, perhaps even ill-moral show. <laughs> Do you think? I thought it was still it was trying to have the thing of gross. like, these guys are for the old neighborhood, so they stick together. Like, that was the that was value, the value. You that they were imparting. Like, don't let money make you drop your fed mooch friend. Even you know? if your friends are being was... awful, you be awful with them, because we stick together. Yeah, it really was like the caveman tribalism was like the same, it's you the know, value. was the basic value of Entourage. Yeah. I think it was just... But then, what are the values of Sex in the City? Money, like wasn't that? You know, I'll even say I'm not a fan of Sex in the City either. I'll, so I'll even I'll say this about Entourage: re tits. I feel like there's not even enough tits in that show to justify. It's it. a half hour too. If there's not enough tits to get me through a half hour, sure. Uh, anyway, not a you know. But, yeah. but there were times when it was entertaining. But you, but I think that might have with- all been Ari Gold. Like, I think maybe every enjoyable scene was Ari and Lloyd, and the the, the actual main characters were totally superfluous. Yeah. Foo boy, it's bad. I, I can't, I, I I haven't can't, seen I can't it even tell you. Then. I can't even tell you what, what people like about Entourage, honestly. Do you it's know so... anyone who loves it, who has, like, the box sets, like, on the shelf? I like, don't. That uh, thankfully. Level. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully people, I knew a couple people at the time. And what were those people like? I don't know they like? still do. Were they just regular people, or did they, were they Hollywood they were, fedora wearers? They were... I think they were, uh, I would describe them as male aggro nerds. Mm. What is that? That's, That's like, a, you know, it's a kind of nerd. There's a kind of nerd who reacts to their alienation from society and especially from girls by being nice and quiet. 
Okay, and they just of they just become a, a drip. And then there's no one some is. there's then there's some who get really into twenty four. <laughs> this is the Utila kilt. So basically, you're saying Entourage is a step on the spectrum towards Columbine. I think, like, you, like, like if you, like, like that, that it is a intermediary yeah. step before you actually are shooting people because you read the protocols of the Elders of Zion. I think that Utila kilt crowd is wrong. Utila kilt crowd is too dorky. Okay, okay. I think this is a guy who's thinking about learning to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. He may have bought himself a Subaru WRX. <laughs> Depending on his income bracket. Yeah, maybe a used Mustang. Okay. Um, so this is someone who fetishizes ma- uh, cartoonish masculinity yeah. because he doesn't have much of it. It's a sort of so, H&M okay. subscriber type, okay. an aspiring... It's a FHM subscriber? I, uh, yes, FHM. H- thank you. Yeah, an H&M. They, they got a catalog. A guy who loves $12 slacks. I just, I'll tell you, man, I get this catalog and I get there's a lot of it. deals. I relate a lot to of deals. It. And there's one right up there, uh, right up in, uh, on Fifth Avenue. It's <laughs> a kind of guy, who, it's also the kind of guy who would be interested in the world of pickup artists. Mm. It's someone who thinks that there is a way for them to beat girls. Has the pickup artist thing got not, to the point where there's counterintelligence them. now that any girl can see the lines coming and go, okay, you read that book like has this has the be. soviets side of that arms race responded yet like is it, that the rules well whatever that book i don't know i don't Steve watch. harvey is involved somehow <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be a pickup artist be a man yeah boy i the entourage always always baffled me because i mean i feel like the only uh interaction i had with anyone who ever watched it was like oh i tried to watch a couple of those and it's bad my parents liked it and they usually like <laughs> They do, and they usually like really good things. Like yeah. the other shows they liked were like Deadwood and The Wire, and sure. you know, like they're. But I think first of all, all I think they are sort of brainwashed by HBO. Like when HBO, HBO does that, will do that when too, they have yeah. that big montage with like HBO. It's better than the UN. Like when that thing when that <laughs> thing so runs. Good. Like I think my parents will at least give everything on HBO one episode. They even watched the first episode of John from Cincinnati. Like I mean, they didn't watch any other ones. Yeah, but they. At least because HBO put their stupid stamp on it. You know, I'll, we were talking about this. I think it was probably on the live show about the – and I agree 100 percent. The like HBO trailer department is yeah. the greatest – Right. It's the most skilled department Whatever in the, the world. hottest weird song on iTunes is, they know it. Absolutely. They blare it while they fucking they show it. They make- got a big chunk of time at the end of a movie that ran one hour and 37 minutes and right. it's programmed in right. a two-hour block. No. Yeah. HBO. And now shots of people looking pensive from True Blood. But this thing is, is this you, hot guy is in this show. You yeah. have to remember that like with premium cable, you are programming to a sort of dual need. One is distinctive high quality programming in the vein of the wire. The other is people who like boxing. <laughs> right. But the other thing I think that HBO has found is if you add cinematography and high class writing, et cetera, you can make porn that your wife will watch with you. <laughs> and like they have found a porn your wife will also like. You know, like so Game of Thrones is an awesome show. So is Boardwalk Empire. It, it has all the elements of a great show. And then they add a, a sex amount of you sex. can suggest yeah, and, later. And you're like, how about we do the thing that Jamie Lannister sure. did? <laughs> like, uh, you mean. 
incest. <laughs> how about we fuck our sisters? How about we and throw then a throw a boy out of the window, window and hope that he dies? How about we get our hands cut off? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll, man. Oh, well, boy. Did I just drop Well, pages? what do you think? Do you feel that once it's aired last week, spoilers are fine? Who boy? Because you can't. The one thing I, I I ran into this when I started. I wanted to tweet about House of Cards because I was yeah. way into it. I was binge watching it on some road gig, and then I'm like, oh, you can't because you don't know when any of them are, yeah. where, where any of your friends are in the show, so you can't tweet anything except like I like it because I think I I, I think and and this is a gray area. This is a this is a very gray area. I think I think my position is. After the season's over, you can say anything about that season. Okay. And no one can be mad at you on Twitter. Right. Yeah. That's my position. Okay. And I think so, that's a reasonable position. So now you that thing would be, what you just said would be a spoiler. But if yes. you said- I, I was a dick there. But if you said Stannis loses in season two, right. you're fine because I think nobody, that's reasonable. Okay. Very All right. reasonable. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, the, the, interesting. I want. I'll go back to your parents and entourage. I think with your grandma and BBC, I think there probably is a a related person who will just watch anything on HBO and give it the yeah. benefit of. My parents do that with any any British mystery, like any <laughs> yeah. fucking. If there is a British person, From and if, to if, prime if if the words Scotland Yard <laughs> are in the script, yeah. my parents will watch all of them. Yes, it's like it's good trailers. I think what it comes down to mystery also is thum, 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 thum. there's this little little like bass music itty, in the back. Any any pizzicato string instruments if that's playing in the background, someone goes, "I believe they were murdered." Like that, that's, that's it. Your that's parents are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think what it comes down to I, is that by the time you pay the extra twenty bucks a month or whatever it is for HBO, you've bought into that world. And you are trying to suck the juices. Let's of get HBO. every fucking thing yeah. these You're people like, have. Fuck it! I am watching Soul Food from episode one. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's do this. What, what's the midnight movie? There's shit. What Ghostbusters two? Yeah, I'll do that. I'm in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah, a while since on. I've seen Superman two. Sure. <laughs> What are the HBO perennials, though? They they do run certain things all the time. And I, I've only had HBO. I've had it for about a year now. I'm really enjoying it. I am not to the point where I am watching, like, Entourage or Arliss well, because I want to. Uh... Well, I, I came – we had HBO in the 80s and uh, – I mean, not in the 80s, in the 90s. And I loved Larry Sanders. And so that's yeah. what got me into HBO. We would always watch Larry Sanders. But then every other show – what people don't remember is HBO was a schlock factory <laughs> except for Larry Sanders. You're saying Dream and, On isn't good? It was for me then, but try yeah. to watch it now. Sure. Eddie Charles, not as amusing. No, I, I agree uh, with you. The Dream like, On is not good. And then they had the football one with the tits and the football players. First and ten. Oh, like, I it, don't it's, that. It's like – it's NBC bad but with tits. You know, like it's, it's really bad. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh. So what I what do I see on HBO a lot? I see a lot of like God. I see a lot of those like mid '90s sci fi movies like Virus. A lot of stuff with um, <laughs> God. Who's Courtney Cox's ex? David Arquette. David, like, Ar- David, the David Arquette IMDb page is well represented. Yes. I think they also like. Gangstery movies from the '90s, like American oh, like two, Me, Two Days in the or, Valley, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah like yeah. anything with guns. Vincent and, D'Onofrio, and the Vincent '90s. D'Onofrio like if there's like some Lilith Fair music and some guns, <laughs> yeah. like they're they're in is on it. Is that what they were scoring those movies with? Like Natalie Merchant? Well, everyone was trying to imitate the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, so they were trying they, to find so whatever going eclectic. To the yeah, girls. like yeah, it was. Uh, well, no, there was some of that in there, but it would be like the weird Sarah McLaughlin, like not not like folky anthems, but like. 
breathy chick is singing while somebody gets shot in the sure. in the powerhouse on Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. You know? Michael Madsen's around somewhere. <laughs> if Madsen is staring at a girl who's about to get naked, like yeah. we're gonna, that's on HBO. Guys, I feel like we have solved the HBO conundrum. That has bought, we understand the business probably better than they do. Mm-hmm. We should probably get hired by yeah, them come as on, consultants. Guys, so let's take we, a uh... quick break so we can go stack that yaper. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Roy. Hey, guess what's coming up, Jordan? Coming up fast on the calendar. Yeah. Well, what is it, Jesse? The Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. Oh, terrific. Where can people go to find more information on this? Boatparty.biz. Sounds like a fun website. Hey, you know, we have actually, uh, I just uh, checked in with Amanda, our events director. Mm-hmm. Over 150 people already on board. Pretty good. It's going down in September. This is our, I don't know if you've heard about this, John, but we're putting on a combination a uh, rock and roll uh, festival slash comedy festival on a uh, cruise ship. Have you got Miami. Gene Vincent? <laughs> we did book. We <laughs> he got, does the rock and roll that the kids love. We got that. We got Gene Vincent. We got the Big Bopper. Ooh, Hello, that was hard. <laughs> that was hard. How'd you do that? Um, and uh, yeah, it's grave robbing. It's <laughs> going to be really tremendous. If, if he's you not going to perform, it. he will be there. But. Yeah. <laughs> if folks out there haven't checked out the lineup, we got what are we looking at? We're looking at Mark Merman. We're looking at Mark Merman. Mark Is that Merman. a clone of Eugene Mark and Marin. Mark Merman? Yeah. Mark Merman, <laughs> Eugene Merman. We have both of them actually. Uh, so they actually, will be. I stay corrected. You they do will have be Mark performing Merman. simultaneously. Yeah, uh, yeah man. As... I don't know what the fuck you're doing up here, man. I mean, I don't know why the two of us is it's not working for me, man. <laughs> we got Curtin Kristen. We got Nick Thune. We got Jasper. Red, a beloved guest on this program. Lots of amazing folks on the comedy side. And on the music side, we got John Darniel of the Mountain Goats. Uh, we got our friend John Roderick from the Long Winters. We got uh, Dan Deacon, the great electronic musician Dan Deacon, and, and his band. He has a band these days. Mm-hmm. So we'll go into a party trance, is what I understand happens when Dan Deacon starts rocking the show. I think the computer every now and then goes, I was doing fine. I don't know why you're bringing these guys in. It was <laughs> you and me. Remember when it was you and me, Dan? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and the and the beautiful and charming uh, Nellie Mackay. Um, it is a real power packed lineup for BoatParty.biz, and it is going to be a real fucking blast. If that you ask sounds me. fun, it is. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be a really good time. So go to BoatParty.biz, um, read all about it, and uh, buy your tickets today. I just want to see Mark Merman. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Merman, man. One time I saw. One time I saw Marin and uh, Kindler do a show together. Where each of them just complained about this road trip that they'd gone. This I've heard that. I heard them. I heard. I heard. I heard Marin because Eugene Merman was in the car too. Yeah, and I heard Marin tell a story about that at UCB about how and this he said that every type of Jew was represented in the car <laughs> and they were going into these red state cities that were all Gentiles and it was like they got like a, a person whose parents were like the immigrant Jews and then we had like yeah. more of a complainy. Like, he was like saying like all of the negative stereotypes of my people were in that tour around the <laughs> South. And I gotta say. Kindler did a Marin and Marin did a Kindler, A plus. Yeah, just not. They both knocked it out of the ballpark. That's awesome. I I love when Kindler is 
fake like my one of my favorite things that I've seen Kindler do he did was riffing at the improv and he did the Jewish Superman <laughs> but he didn't even do the Jewish Superman he just went straight to doing the mother <laughs> and he goes why don't you come back to Krypton and see Joel and I, but like he, he didn't even he goes what if there's a Jewish Superman then he just does the mother but everyone knew immediately <laughs> like I don't know it's, uh, it was a good good piece of comedy I think he's going places yeah um, anyway that's that's all we're plugging this week but do go to boatparty.biz and if you want to get up on the Jumbotron it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Oh, hey, there's one other thing. Fucking me and Jordan are going to the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, totally. In August. So if you're out there in uh, in the... What's Scotland? What's Scottish Highlands. Uh, yeah. You're in the. Highlands. If you're a Highlander, if you, if, you're, if, you're, if there can be only you, yeah. then please. <laughs> if you are the only one, <laughs> please if come. You live in a castle. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're wearing a kilt that is not utilitarian, sure. Um, come a after fu- the show. A, a form only kilt, no yeah. function. You can find that. You could, tickets are on sale now. Uh, we're, we're doing one night only. Uh, go to maximumfun.org. You will find the link there. Uh, I think it's going to be a good old time. Me too. Um, who knows what the fuck we're going to come up with? Something awesome, probably. My my step cousin lives there. There you so go. She's going to well, be that's there. Reason enough. That flight's long. You can work on the prison script and really get it. Get that's it. true. Yeah, it'll probably just be a staged reading of my uh, fourth wall breaking prison. Get script. Mark Merman to play the. Uh... <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll probably just bring in Peter Serafinowicz, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Roy. I'm the other guy in this room. Well, it's it's, uh, fun to have you on the program, John. Every week on the show, we invite our listeners to call us and share their momentous occasions with us. Everything from buying a house to seeing one animal standing on top of another animal. Coyote Um, attacks, you know. Sure. Fucking coyote attack qualifies. Somebody gave uh, Jordan some samples at Trader Joe's. Called that in. Call that in. Pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It was. Yeah. It's real. It What's was, your Trader Joe's? Uh, oh, <laughs> which one? Oh, uh, Santa Monica La Cienega. Oh yeah, no, I've been there. It's good Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's, it's functional. Hey. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you guys think. I think the parking lot's a little small. Yeah, <laughs> am I right, people? Hey, hey there's a lot of Armenians in Glendale. Hey now. <laughs> hey you guys. Hey guys. Do, go down to Santa Monica and La Cienega. See my girl Sarah at the sample counter. Oh yeah, she'll hook you up. Awesome. A little, uh, probably maybe a little saffron rice. We need more hookups on Jordan Jesse Go. We didn't we didn't we set up hookups like a, three four years ago? A hookup network. We had a period where we were saying call in if you can hook people up with something. I worked. I did. I work at comedy club in in Springfield, Illinois, and you got to do morning radio when you go into you know when you do it. Sure. Comedy. But this guy he was like their longest running guy on the radio, just fat old white guy. Oh, we're here in the morning. That the radio voice. Sure. His whole show was an extortion scam of local businesses. We never were in the studio. We were always on a remote. And when wherever we were was a store that was giving him free things with uh, a restaurant brought in giving him free food. Like they, <laughs> like were, something, they were drinking in the morning. Like something and, it would be not interesting to be at. Like we're here at uh, a home furnishing absolutely store. Absolutely that. That is where I did one of the remotes was a home furnishing store. <laughs> and the segment preceding me was just him going, well, that looks like a great chair. So they can get these chairs. They come down here and then you got all these lazy boys. Like that was literally, it was just, 
used a fucking wow. auction house with a guy. Well, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, I imagine there's there's less money in in terrestrial radio these days. So I mean, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta do make you ends meet. I'm down here at the McGovern farm. They got some <laughs> fine looking goats. Yeah, no, really, like, well, we got well. So where what restaurant am I eating free shit from? Oh, yeah. they should go down there then. You know? I'm here at the Kit Kat brothel. <laughs> so you can just fuck these pussies. Is that uh, <laughs> so? What they got? Well, they got plenty of pussy down here, and uh, we're, them, gonna, right? we're gonna go now to a break, and we'll. Be I'm back. gonna be honest with you. I'm a morning radio DJ. I don't have a girlfriend. Never have. My but favorite. But I do enjoy the company of a paid prostitute. <laughs> I the the best guy. I I won't say his name because I I, pr- I play the club and I do. But there's sure. a guy out there. Who is the quintess? I'll Stern. fucking say who he is. His name's Johnny Danger. He's in fucking. <laughs> he's in Madison. Johnny Danger in the morning does the voice, the whole thing. He's got a sidekick named Biatch, and she's got <laughs> and she's got a <laughs> she's got like she's a gruff kind of. John, are you sure you weren't inside a comedy sketch about I, morning radio? I, I, because... no, no, it really it, it puts Saturday Night Live to shame. Yeah. Like Biatch is a gruff kind of juggalo-y kind of girl. With, <laughs> and when I asked her what her name was, I'm like, I don't want to call you Biatch. Like, What's your name? She goes, it's Biatch. Okay. okay. So then uh, <laughs> there was Johnny Danger. Is I worked about- on a show. I worked on a show called Sarah and No Name uh, <laughs> yeah. in San Francisco briefly, and I was not allowed to know what No Name's name was. <laughs> Wow. Johnny Danger is in spray tan, like in the morning. Guns showing. He's about fifty. No sleeves. Guns. Shell necklace. Cowboy hat. Fucking uh, just cartoon cool guy. Like if a cartoon added a dog that was a cool guy dog, they, <laughs> they would have made him look like this guy, right? So he's in that outfit for no one. It's just his coworkers. It's on the radio. No one knows what hat you have on. I'm like, I was like, Johnny Danger, see ya. You seen Kim Kardashian's tits yet out now? I mean, just the worst shit ever. Part two, and this is not, then we got to take calls, but I want to do one more awful morning radio story. <laughs> There's another guy in Kansas City named Johnny Dare. I think they mm. get it from the same baby book or sure. whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, there should be some morning DJ fake name fucking lexicon that they go to. So, Johnny Dare, there's a couple interesting things about him. He's the last guy on earth who likes the band Jackal because he's friends with Jesse Jackal. <laughs> this is J A K Y L, right? And he, yes, and okay. the, the chainsaw hair metal band. Sure. Uh, and he's always trying to revive Jesse Jackal's career. So, he's like, hey, man, you got to hear that new Jesse Jackal single. And he's playing them. And Jesse Jackal had a single with Run from Run DMC slu- or DMC slumming called like Rock Like a Negro. I, I swear to God, uh. and it was about how like the idea was that like Hendrix and Prince were the real rockers, or whatever. But it really just looked like a minstrel show. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, so this is Johnny Dare. Sounds like this just missed the accidental racist train. Yeah, I think it was more on purpose racist. I think okay. that's probably why it didn't. But uh, anyway, the, yeah, it was. It was like a proto single sure. for that. But anyway, here's the story real quick. Uh, uh, the the country singer, uh, what's his fucking name? Um, Travis Tripp mm-hmm. was it was it you know how I don't know if your listeners know but more radio shows are usually all shoved into one building with like nine sure. different radio stations all in one hallway. So the country station was like only three doors down from where this bullshit rock station that had this guy on it. So he had a sidekick named uh, Turd, I think, <laughs> was, or Tard, or I don't know. But Turd was Turd Tard. So Turd was uh, he, the idea was Turd was supposed to go to Travis Tritt and tell him he had a wonderful mullet, and then if he didn't do that they were going to staple some paper to turd's ass right that was the gag 
So Turd goes down to the country station. Travis Tritt's got like two guys from the record company there, and they're like, no, you're not talking to Travis. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. So they just pushed Turd back in the hallway, and then he walks back in all, you know, crestfallen. They wouldn't let me. Man. So then they, they stapled the thing to his ass, but they really did it. And I was like, you, we're on the radio. I'm yeah. not going to tell anyone. The cops don't care. You can just make <laughs> the like, staple noise into the microphone. Yell. Why? Why subject this man to the cruelty? <laughs> what in the interest of some kind of Lars von Trier, <laughs> ver- like fucking verisimilitude that you're supposed? To- I don't know. I was really. It, I walked out is. of there having a lot of confusion about humanity. Uh, you didn't know about the code. No. The turd wrote the code. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. He wrote the six rules. The six rules, yeah. If you say you staple, you have to staple. St- all staples must go in butts. They can't be lies. Yeah. Only natural lighting and no <laughs> compressor boxes on sure. the microphone. <laughs> and, of course, ape shall never kill ape. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a real mixed bag. Yeah. A morning zoo crew divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Instead of united when, front. Yeah. When of something assholes. momentous happens, <laughs> in front of assholes. When something momentous happens, we ask that you call us. The number two zero six nine eight four four fun two zero six nine eight four four fun. Put it in your phone, dumbbell. Uh, let's take our first call. Hey, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Utah in Ohio, and I just found out from your show that I may be a very powerful wizard. So uh, thanks, guys. Sorcerer. To be fair, number one. We learned last week from a, a highly placed official in Iran that uh, the Jewish people are sorcerers. Wow. Um, we There's a lot of magic going on in my of, neighborhood. I've had a lot, <laughs> I've a had lot, a lot of, of Jewish magic. friends in my life, have a lot of Jewish friends now, have been to numerous synagogues for numerous special occasions. I don't remember any sorcery, but who am I to question I'll tell you, some some of that, you know, the food is real good. <laughs> I'm not saying, but I can't make a sausage. Like I want to go <laughs> back and say, I want to address something. Could you play, Lindsay, could you play just the very beginning of that call where he introduces himself again? Because I. Yeah, it I, sounded like this is Utah from Georgia. Utah is, is a very strange like. name Utah, for a Jew. I think, is what I heard. Yeah, I thought Utah and. Utah Moscow. Hey, Jordan Jesse Go, this is Utah in Ohio. Utah. I okay. just found out. That's like a sci fi name. What's the I leader's name? Utan. <laughs> Greeting, like a... Captain Picard. I am Utan. That sounds like a direct response television advertisement sold high quality radio unit. Riley <laughs> Utan. Like one that you crank? Yeah. Or, or just <laughs> a shitty car from the Soviet bloc that they made <laughs> they made millions of and everyone the had GMC one. Like, Utah. Yeah, like the Utan. Yeah. And the, everyone in Bulgaria was issued one. You're sure. like three <laughs> wheels. <laughs> You have to trade seven countries. This car from yeah. There's a bunch age. of there's a bunch of dudes in Berkeley. It's like yeah, it's been living out of my Utah, dude. You know, I mean, look, the, the fun- <laughs> I use it to transport my futon. <laughs> the functional economy, you know. I mean, look, you can say okay, it doesn't have like a you know a working steering wheel or whatever, but you know, it was just a better car. <laughs> hey, Jordan, I- I'm making a salad. Can you go out to the Utah? <laughs> yeah, sure. Grab some croutons. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that was coming. That was one of the best. I'm not saying the joke was particularly successful, but that was one of the best, like, mind-meld moments of a long-running team where he, <laughs> do, I, he wants me to do the crouton thing. I'm fucking serving it up. Set I don't know how up. it's going to go, but I'm going to do it. That's no. 12 years on the microphone, <laughs> yeah. John Roy. Okay, you let's get... take another call. Hi, this is Becca, and I am calling with the momentous occasion my friends have just voted March Madness style of for my new last name. 
I am adopting my foster son, and we needed a new last name. And I just got the final vote tally, and I have a brand new last name. Hooray! Which is? For this year, which I forgot. But what's the name? What What the fuck? What's the name? What's the name? What the fuck is this? This is the shittiest call we've ever gotten in my entire life. Who screened these calls? Who let in a call from a woman who says she has a new last name chosen by March Madness style brackets? Also, how many people would put their name in that pool? Like, oh, I'm in. Oh, I, I was wondering, is it names people had made up, or is she bracketing for someone else's name? Like, if it, if we were her friends, would so it be So much of the information Morris wasn't there. Roy. We didn't even get the name. Let's be yeah. clear on one thing. There's only one person qualified to give you a name, ma'am. It's not your friends and their March Madness system. Yeah. It's Nick Hornby, author of the novels <laughs> High Fidelity and About a Boy, the master of naming things on Jordan Jesse Go. Now, our friend Nick Hornby just got his pilot picked up. I don't know. He, maybe he's too busy, but... If you need us to give you a name, we can relay it. What were to the Hornby. names of his character? What were his character names? And like, oh, he he on on our show, we, people let him name pets and stuff. Okay, yeah. What are yeah, some of the a, memorable he's a friend names of ours? So sometimes we'd get him on the horn from the UK. Uh, he named a goat Tina Turner at one point, didn't he? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aretha. 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 Yeah. Aretha. Name the goat Aretha. I remember that. <laughs> And of course, his famous characters, uh, John Cusack. Yeah, but that's John. That was the actor's name. <laughs> no, no, I think it was also the character. <laughs> Lloyd Dobler, right? That's yeah, his Lloyd character Dobler. in every movie. No, but remember when he named that other character uh, the hot chick from the Cosby Show? <laughs> <laughs> I liked how he named that one character '90s Catherine Zeta-Jones. I, I, I actually got an email not that long ago from uh, from our friend Nick Hornby. Mm-hmm wondering why he hadn't named anything in a long time. The truth is no one's called in. Yeah. Let's get back to this woman, though. This is a betrayal. Sure. You cannot give us half of a momentous occasion in this way. You know what I think it is? You know what I'm guessing? I'm guessing this is a baiting situation because there's been a couple times on the show. I don't think we've done it lately, but I think it's there's historical precedent for people. For someone giving us half a story. And then they get to kind of be a guest. Uh, She's not coming on the show. I don't care how many foster children she has or adopts. Yeah. And seen. Good, good for you. <laughs> way, way, to, <laughs> wow. way, to, uh, way to pull a child out of a difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, but we doesn't... don't want America's hardworking people who ask for nothing. Well, actually, they get money, so it's not really. Lady, yeah. not after they adopt them. Number one, lady, look, you did a really good, you, you did a really good thing adopting this foster child, but then you fucked up big time. Mm-hmm. You had a shot at having a best-selling author and award-winning screenwriter. Let's not forget that he wrote the screenplay for an education. Your son could be named Aretha right now. <laughs> you could be friends with Alfred Molina. Sure. That's what could be going on in would your life Would he be Act right 1 Spider-Man 2 Alfred Molina or Act 3 Spider-Man 2 Alfred Molina? <laughs> he would be strapped to a radioactive core descending into a river. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, let's not... He would not... be Spider-Man 3. Three Alfred Molina, so which is just... where just Alfred Molina keeps calling and asking if he's in Spider-Man. <laughs> What's going on, man? Am I still doing it? It's Are Alfred Molina watching, watching. You only have five villains. How about six? <laughs> it's Alfred Molina watching Spider-Man three and just turning to whoever he's with and goes, "This one's worse, right? This is. I'm not making. I'm not imagining. Mine this, was right? good, right? It was good. Was it wasn't good. like this. They're not right? all bad, right? Yeah. My uh, my friend uh, is a well. My fuck it. It's not it, Robert Kirkman is a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. That guy did, is a comic book guy. Did Walking Dead, but he hates. 
Spider-Man 3 because the trope that he hates the most is the two villains trope. Oh, he goes, right. regular movies have one villain. Why do comic book movies have two? Right. And then the scene that bugs him the most is when the two villains have a scene where like, you don't like Spider-Man? I don't like Spider-Man. Yeah. And then they make some dumb <laughs> bargain. You know, like, he's like, that's... Let's if, join forces. If that's in a movie, he's like, out. Like, it is done. pretty baffling that in movies... In those superhero movies, they put in a bunch like they first they use the main villain in the first one, yeah, and then they don't have any more main villains, so they just decide instead of like really focusing on building a character for one of the lesser villains that yeah. people aren't as familiar with. They well, just are although like, Let's, what if we just had the Nolan Batman's did That's pull true. it off? They saved the Joker for the second one, yeah, and then they they were done, and then they had to bring out. But you know, yeah. Bane. What I love what they did though, because. They couldn't use the comic book Bane because there's nothing intrinsic to the comic book Bane except racism. I he don't is know a, what his, Bane is. Here's what he is. He is not the guy from the movie. The is origi- he, when, when is Bane 90s, from? 90s oh, okay. comics. But he. this is the actual character. I stopped reading He is a Latin American guy with a temper problem. Yeah. He uses drugs to make himself more strong. He has a Mexican wrestling mask and a tank top, and he's a drug dealer. And he goes, Batman, I kill you. It's the most You know, it was, it was really like, interesting. I, I'm playing that DC Universe fighting game in Justice right now. Yes. And well, then you have Shazam. He's on that yeah, game. Shazam, yeah, Shazam okay. is in there. And, and Bane does have a racist Mexican guy voice. And I'm like, what? That's, what, that's what? the real character. And I'm like, oh, now I remember. That's yeah. why. Wait, what? Yes. Huh? Like a full-on, like, oh, on the cartoon, he's like yeah, that, I got too. to beat a Batman. I kill, I kill Batman. Yeah. Like, it's that. Like a, a speedy, like a speedy Gonzalez voice. And he's got a tank top and ripped muscles. He's a steroid freak. He has an anger problem, and he's a drug dealer. It's like every possible bad stereotypes <laughs> of Latin Americans rolled up into one Can I cartoonish guys, villain. I, I, let's get off of racism for a second. I, I just want to briefly address something about the Fast and the Furious and tank tops and muscles. Sure. <laughs> let's get I, off racism. And into homoeroticism. My father and I went to see the film Iron Man three mm-hmm. at the movie theater. The good, same bad. Don't I enjoyed it? Okay. I, I got a good. Right. Ca- I and I didn't. I don't know why I watched Iron Man two, uh, but I hated Iron Man two. I thought I was, it was okay so lame. with it. I thought it was like a two and a half. But I did actually get a kick out of Iron Man three. Now, granted, it may have just been that it was the first time I was going to the movies in like a year. But I did, I did enjoy Iron Man three. But um, I, I at, at my movie theater, my movie theater is, we've discussed this on the show, just full of children. Doesn't matter what movie you're going to see, full of Doesn't children. Doesn't matter what time of day. There was a baby at my <laughs> screening. This is a nine o'clock screening of Iron Man three on a weekday. There was literally a year and a half year old at this. You, you don't see a lot of movies. But, Do you take shit from LA people for not seeing a lot of movies? I always feel like people are like you them. just go to one. What? So you know? okay. So but but here's here's the thing. I, there's there's a, a lot of promotion for Fast versus Furious number six versus. <laughs> yeah, I think isn't. I, don't I think know. Ludacris is the leader of Fast. <laughs> yeah, and the Rock Those is sound the leader like, of Furious. Like second tier English Premier League teams. <laughs> fast plays Furious. Manchester Fast against. Anyway. <laughs> so. The thing that struck me the most is The Rock, professional wrestler The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're getting Jordan hard, if you remember uh-huh. his previous. Keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> is enormous. I think bigger than ever. Yes. He's he's like a crazy, he has to be using steroids. I can't imagine how someone could get that big without... Well, there's no board in acting that makes like, you not do drugs. I mean, yeah. you, you don't get yeah. doping tests in movies. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you do them? This guy is so huge, but some part of his exercising 
has pushed his head forward like a turtle. So his like head his neck muscles be, have just shoved his is, head. If you drew forward. a line down under from from where his neck starts down, and look, I'm a tall guy. I stoop just because when you're really tall, you end up stooping because that's how you address everyone around you. But all of us, but lesser he, beings, yeah. he, bask in your wisdom. <laughs> his neck, where his neck should go, if it weren't diagonal, goes to his pectoral muscles. Like his head is literally three quarters of his head is in front of his body. And it is very strange because you'd think someone would tell him to like do yoga or something. I don't know. Hang upside down in gravity boots. Well, yeah. It's thing, weird because he has the body of of like a Abe Vigoda if Abe Vigoda juiced and got fucking <laughs> huge. Like, he, he looks like he should be going, ah, I'm an old guy. Well, I don't think, once you've put that muscle mass on, I don't think it goes away. So, like, you've now made yourself bigger. So, if he stopped doing the exercises, think, he'd just be fat. Is there a right? muscle on the back of your neck? I think that's pushing his head forward. These two. Yeah. Whatever these are. That thing. Yeah, yeah, the back of the, he's got too much back of the neck muscle. Let's take our next call. <laughs> That's my diagnosis. Yeah. Dr. Jesse is in. You got too much back in the neck. Next. <laughs> Yo, hey, Jordan, God. Jesse, go. This is Joe from Madison, Wisconsin. I have a momentous occasion. I was walking in the street, and there was a parked semi, and I hear this music. I look up, and in the semi cab, I, uh, your standard truck driver type, playing a uh, saxophone, uh, sexually in the Kenny G style. Um, I don't think I'll ever see that again. Thanks. Gotta have a hobby. Sexily? Yeah, in a sexy manner. Slinky style. Have I talked on the show about seeing that guy parked at the red light doing a harmonica solo? No, yeah, I think I have. About that. Yeah, I in the talk. front, like in the. Uh, he was like stopped like, at a red light, like, just oh, God, I got wailing on the harmonica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that sounds really fun. It was. Yeah, I mean, I guess the life of a long haul trucker, you have to, you know, keep busy. Can I'm I know that the, the instrument I play has no. I play bass. There's no way to do that by myself. <laughs> I, I can't be like, hey guys, want to watch my new bass song? Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. You just come out. You're like, hey everybody, and you need to plug it in. Like you, there's no, there's no acoustic. I mean, I guess they do make them for when people have to do unplugged or whatever. But like, right. you know, I um, right by my house, there's a man who parks his se- his semi trailer in his driveway. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Wait a minute! I can I see How does your it with my own eyes. A semi trailer, right? What does he that's live in what a I'm mansion? Like, about. Why? I, that's what I don't understand. It's a pretty regular house. But somehow he can drive his whole sem- – I mean it's a full size. It's not like – How much of it – does it go all the way out to the street? It the goes back all, of the cab? But, you, but he can close his gate behind it. He oh, parks it? it next to his house in his driveway and can close his, the gate. Wait, I didn't even think people owned those. I thought the company owned them and then they hired the driver to drive them around. The guys own the – no, the they guys own, own the their own part. thing. That's why okay. they always look so nice. That's okay. why they're always so cool and have like pinstriping they on them. They just don't the the hall is what Cuz the guy right. lives in there. So it's I like don't know his... if you've ever seen Over the Top starring Sylvester Stallone. No, I think I missed that one. Well, that movie starts with him uh, impeccably buffing and shining his big rig. Oh yeah. While he goes from being, arm wrestling uh, match to arm wrestling match. I was match. busy being a person who wouldn't see a movie like that. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to that one. <laughs> Seems fun. <laughs> Seems fun to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I think it must be one of those like optical illusions like the Winchester Mystery House 
or the mystery spot. So you're saying the trailer doesn't exist? No, I'm just saying it's like bigger it's on the outside. Like it's an the anti- floor is yeah. lower on one side of the room than it is on the other side on the one side of the driveway than it is on the other. Oh, side Oh, so maybe of the it's just half or... of a trailer parked up against a mirror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this will fool my neighbor. <laughs> I'll make them all trailer jealous. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Roy. John, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. It's been fun. I've been enjoying watching your internet television program, Marin in Space. That was a lot of fun to do. This uh, is our friend James Adomian, who's a brilliant impressionist, doing a Mark Marin impression in does, a Star Trek parody context. <laughs> he does Marin as a space captain, and then the actual Marin plays the evil Marin in the last episode uh, when in an alternate universe, and I am a Klingon. Uh, or a Klingon-like the, creature. Yeah, we did not. I don't have the eyebrows. And obviously, we're not a Klingon trademark. Sure. You know, a, you know, property of Paramount or whatever. But people don't know that I'm in it, though, because the makeup is the so prosthetic, thorough. Yeah. It's a two-hour makeup job. Uh, but so, you're used to that because of your theme park work. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I go back to my, you know, my Knott's Berry Farm roots. Sure. <laughs> you know, I was, I was Doctor Berry Farm, who was a short-lived character <laughs> they got rid of when, when they got no, the licensed characters. They got rid seemed, of the old. They used to have a cast of their own characters before like they got a the bad peanuts. idea <laughs> to have the central character <laughs> that Dr. represented the Dr. park. Berry Farm. Have those bony plates on his. It head? was odd. It was a weird choice, but you know, the, you know, the, it was. People were, the, you could just started to get into latex, so mm-hmm. everyone was using right. it like to win the 80s when they got the drum machines everyone yeah, put sure. them on and it's... the thing is is they thought kids love stegosaurus clearly <laughs> because and... and they assumed it was because of the bony and play. the uh... kids clearly love overpriced juice and <laughs> three rides so i was let's... born deformed and always <laughs> dreamed of a theme park i want to make children happy instead of the horror they feel when they I... look at my face <laughs> I have a... so i built this wonderful berry farm i have a good i have a good friend uh stefan lawrence of elephant larry and um he is uh, he's married to Biz Ellis, who does a show with my wife called One Bad Mother. Great show. And um, Stefan is a professional theme park writer and designer. And Writer? So when he writes the, yeah, the like, he, he, turn back now, folks, the mine's closed. Like yeah. that, exactly. <laughs> the, okay. That's exactly what he writes. So that's, a great, <laughs> that's a really great uh, video that you should watch on the internet, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, he, yeah, he writes that stuff. And I asked him, like... Knott's Berry, I've only been to Knott's Berry Farm for a wedding, which was a bad place for a wedding. Sure. Why would you have your wedding there? <laughs> I don't know. One might argue a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just leave the for a wedding but out it, of there. <laughs> it is amazing to me that... Like I said, they have Montezuma's Revenge, which is a lovely roller coaster named after diarrhea. <laughs> what should we theme this one after? Oh, shit. Shit in your pants, I say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for kids, right? I, I it's amazing that here range. in Los Angeles there is I can't believe they have a fucking roller coaster named after that. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There's Disneyland, mm-hmm. Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain, where within hailing distance of uh SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Legoland. There's Legoland, California. And there's also Knott's Berry Farm, As if- which is a theme park where the theme <laughs> is jams and jellies. <laughs> As if LA was not and already diarrhea. A, a fake, processed, <laughs> phony fun land yeah. enough. We need to build more of that around the city. With a jams and jelly scene! <laughs> uh, 
okay. what are kids like? Look, we're they like jelly. Show. We're not Who wants get... a peanut butter sandwich with no jelly? No we're kid does. We're not going to get that deep. We're not going to get all up in jams and we jellies get and Knott's Berry sure. Farm. We're not going to go to Not Scary Farm. And <laughs> oh, is that their Halloween promo? Teenagers yeah. wearing lip liner. I so love Halloween so theme everything where they're like, uh, all the boys and ghouls <laughs> where they have to fucking <laughs> make puns on every fucking thing. I like a horror pun. <laughs> right, yeah, like, like even if it's just your meatloaf is now, you know, ghost loaf. I, that's the worst John, one ever. John, are, tra- are you doing any traveling across I am. America? I'm is doing... there some people somewhere people can yeah, see here, you? Yeah, here's, here's what I would like people to know about me, uh, yeah. aside from the things I've told them, making out with Doug Stanhope, et cetera. <laughs> uh, like, primarily you want, primarily them, you just want to be known you know as the that guy I, who... I kissed those sweet Stanhope lips. Um, I am on uh, Twitter at John Roy Comic, and all of my dates for my future stuff goes through John Roy Comic. If you are in the Indianapolis area or the Midwest, uh, I'm in a festival called the Limestone Festival in June. Great lineup. Uh, it's uh, Doug Benson, myself, Tig Notaro, uh, Maria Banford, Pete Holmes is doing a live You Made It Weird. I'm with me and Tig. Uh, it's a great festival. It's in Bloomington. Uh, you probably want to get those passes now because uh, I know they're going. Uh, then just uh, Marin in Space uh, just came out a couple weeks ago. It's on ifc.com and Funny or Die. So check that out. But basically just uh, John Roy Comic on Twitter and Tumblr, and I've got an album coming out soon, and all the information will be all on the Twitter. You know what? I was in the audience while you taped that oh, album. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was so funny. Thank I you mean, so much. It, I laughed my fucking ass oh, off. Oh, that means and a I, lot. I, I, I think that when people get this album, you will also laugh your fucking ass off. Oh, well, it was thank you. one of the most fun comedy shows I've been to in a while. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'll, I'm speaking out of school, but uh, Jordan and I were chatting before the show. And uh, uh, he said to me, yeah, I think John Roy is the funniest stand-up. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, I, yeah. Then he took. Yeah. Then he pulled back and said, "Top ten. <laughs> to be fair, well, I will tell because I look around. I mean, we're every he st- was sincere in both instances. I I would say that about like nine guys, like Sean Patton. When I see him in that moment, he's the sure. funniest stand-up. When I see Kyle Kinane in that moment, that's the funniest stand-up. Rita but, Rudner. You know, Rita Rudner, obviously, uh, Rodri- Paul Rodriguez. You know. uh, racist Jeff Dunham puppet. <laughs> He's the best. So right now, my friend had a joke. He goes, uh, hey, uh, how did Dunham do last week? Eh, not so good. Peanut killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. that, that means a lot. I'm glad you liked the show. It was our, a lot of fun to do. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. On the boards this week, Lindsay Pavlis. Thank you, Lindsay. She did a dance. How come? Sonny D never does a dance. Because he's fucking slacking, that's why. he's a drink. Fuck Complacent. <laughs> yes, also he's a beverage. Still cutting this week's program. 206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. Hey, come to the boat party. Boatparty.biz. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.